You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. We are back, and we are here to talk all about science. Science! It's going to be amazing, my friends. We have a great crew to talk all about it. There is so much going on with the world of science right now. It's almost hard to keep up with all the different changes, all the new technologies that we are going through. And we're just not talking about going to outer space and such. We'll be touching on a lot of that because there's so much news with it right now. But we also are going to talk about some of the new technologies that we're brought up at the uh, show out in Vegas just recently and everything. And... We have so, all the different stuff with the hydrogen collector and, you know, it's just amazing stuff that we got to talk about and we got a great crew here to definitely do it. Of course, my science project is sitting right below me. Mr. Mike Gordon is here. Howdy. I, I, I am the monster you cannot control, sir. <laughs> so true. So true. I've tried for years trying to control that thing, but it just doesn't work sometimes. But it's great to have you here. You doing okay this week, my friend? Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's always fun to talk about science. Oh, I'm actually shocked you're not wearing a tiki hat or, you know. I guess you, you were know, wanted all... by science, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. As my son used to say, knee slapper. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> there are going to be a lot of science puns tonight, folks. We could guarantee you on it. <laughs> you know, up to the night little Adam, we could talk all about it, you know. So I'll I'll look up while Mike is talking later. I'll do I'll look up some science jokes to hop into in the middle of everything. Okay, we we're fine. Thank you. Okay, joining us as always for our science segment is Chip Johnson. Welcome, sir. How are we doing, everybody? Got my T-shirt ready. Science, science, like science. It is but real. It is real. It is not fake, folks. Trust mm -mm. us. It is not fake. So. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we got joining us for the first time in our science project is, of course, Shirley Burton is welcome here. Mm -hmm. Thank you for yeah, joining us. Be, it's good to be here. It is great I'll to have you. As much as I can. It's all over as much as I can, but I will tell you the truth. I'm not like the most expert scientific type person. <laughs> you know what? Neil deGrasse Tyson has a non-scientist on his podcast. So, you know, that's what Mike and I are for. So you're going to be more scientific than either of us. So it, it should be pretty cool. Plus, so. it's always, you know, I mean, we leave the science to the, the experts. But, I mean, the real the real thing that we like to talk about is what effect does it have? Like whether it's exciting, practical, et cetera, et cetera. So they, we try to bring it, we try to, even though we're up here on earth station one, we try to bring things down to earth. Exactly. Well, exactly. Well, that's one thing I do pretty much like it's meteorology. <laughs> there you well, go. There you go. There's tons to talk about weather. Oh, come on. Especially this winter. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, especially we... all the crazy weather I've had lately. <laughs> oh yeah, you're in Alabama. You guys, mm -hmm. had, you, had, you had all the tornadoes and everything. Recently. Yeah, we had that one uh, November 30th, seven miles north of me. Then right. we had one at it was that was the 3 a.m. tornado that hit not too far from the house, but it was also not very far from my job. Oh, and geez. then, of course, we had the uh, that really bad one last week in Selma in Otago County. I unfortunately did not get anything except some thunder, wind, and heavy rain. Thank goodness. But I still feel bad for what happened in Selma and in Otago County. It oh, of awful. course, of course. It was and, awful. And our friends out in California, I know they're all underwater right now still. So yeah. Underwater, think... too much snow, mudslides. <laughs> Yeah, I, exactly. And I thought somebody had just watched Wakanda forever and really gotten into Namor. Exactly. <laughs> and, look, and look what's happening in Arizona, too. Uh, what is it? Scottsdale has cut off water from suburbs because of the they're, they're very dry and water. I feel like 
I know it's not possible, but it'd be great if California could send their flood water to Arizona. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, we'll, I know it's not that simple. <laughs> we'll get into that in a few minutes and everything. Yeah. And everything, because there's so much we could talk about with that. And mm-hmm. that, that's, you know, it's drying up out there and it's overbuilt. And we're going to talk all about that type of stuff with tonight's topic. And folks, you know, we definitely would love to hear from you guys. Please feedback at ourstation1.com. Let us know what you guys think on the, what's going on in the world right now, in the world of science, in the world, you know, all different types of sciences, actually, because it's just not, you know, space or astronomy that we talk about here. We do talk about, astro- you know, we're talking about meteorology. We're talking about physics. We talk about, you know, pretty much everything. And there's just We so do much- it all in 30 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know, no, See? No, no, no. yeah, we're the uh, we're the Domino's Pizza. <laughs> exactly, we, thirty we'll, minutes we'll or to, less. We'll, we'll see what we can get to. But anyway, exactly. go ahead. Exactly. So it should be a ton of fun, though. And you know what? We are going to be talking all about it. And you know, thank you for listening, as always. Please, if you have a chance, like we said, write us. Also, if you get a chance, also like and subscribe to us up on YouTube. Or actually, if you get a chance, you know, if you're listening to the audio version of this, always tell your friends and tell your neighbors about us. Because the more people who listen to Earth Station One, the more higher listings we get, the more ratings we get. And we got some advertisers starting to line up who are going to be working with us. So we have things like that going on. And we also, you know, going to be passing the stuff back to you guys. Heck, we're coming to you guys now twice a week, not just once a week. We are coming to you guys twice a week. So every Monday and Thursday, you can find Earth Station One on your media player or up on YouTube. Pretty cool stuff. So definitely check it out. And of course, we want to say hi to our friends over at Tifosi Optical. Tifosi Optical has been running some amazing open year sales and for, you know, January. And I think they got some stuff coming up in February. It's really cool. You know, Tifosi Optics is a great sunglass company, folks. You get to pick your own color of lenses, your own color of frames, custom make them. And, you know, it's just not sunglasses. It's also gamer glasses, uh, weather glasses. See what I did there? Face shields and all kinds of really cool stuff that you can actually, you know, use as safety goggles. It's pretty cool stuff what they have. And if you go to TifosiOptics.com and you put in the coupon code ESO Network or Earth Station One, you can get 10% off your whole order. Not just one thing, but your whole order. Two coupon codes for your choices and 10% off. It's pretty cool. Even sale items. Check it out, TifosiOptics.com. All right, Mr. Mike. You ready to take us off on a world looking at the world of science? Science, science, absolutely. Lots of exciting things happened. 2022 was pretty cool, but uh, and we covered that, I think, the last time we talked about science. But now we're looking ahead at 2023. There's already been some exciting announcements. But, of course, I think, you know, we've already kind of uh, mentioned it a little bit. But we always like to start with space, the final frontier, right? Because there's always uh, cool stuff happening um, right now, uh, there are massive uh, amounts of uh, satellites cluttering the sky, space stations. Uh, I think that uh, 2023 may see like a lot of governments, a lot of world governments getting together and, and trying to figure out all the, uh, what do they call it, international protections of orbital regions, like that kind of thing, because it's getting kind of cluttered up there. Of course, we've got uh, the SpaceX Starships happening. We've got uh, Mars is a big topic. Uh, we've got two, I think, right, two, uh, three operational rovers on Mars. Curiosity, Perseverance, and then uh, I think um, China has one as well. So they're roving around up there. Um, pretty exciting stuff. And they do think, I, I think there's going to be a lot of headway here on advancing the search of life outside of earth um we've got a uh, the james webb space telescope uh telling us about biosignatures on a, on distant planets and uh we're looking for fossils of course on mars with the uh, rovers um let me let me put it out to you guys do you think this is the year that we finally get some definitive answer about life beyond this planet mm-hmm. we're we, we feel like we're so close right yeah, mm-hmm. but I'll be honest. I think it's probably going to need. I'm going to say one more year. Okay, because yeah, 
is because there's, there's so much to explore. Well, exactly. Mars. So, and, and you know, and, and you know, and it's great the signal gets back, you know, fairly quickly. But I mean, there's there's still so much to explore on Mars. So, <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to be at least another year. So, so you think Mars is the key? Like, the, if we find it, it's going to be on Mars, or do you think it's somewhere else, Chip? What do you what do you feel about that? I don't know. I always think of the you know, the, the old joke that, you know, space is really, really big and really, really empty for the most part. And so, you know, yes, there's a possibility of finding something on Mars. I think there've already been some hints that there was something there though. Of course, whenever I think of that, I always think of the, for those of you who've never seen the, I think it was the nineties, my favorite Martian. There's a brilliant scene where the Rover stops and you cut to all the NASA, you know, people clapping themselves in the back and then like five feet away is the big alien Martian city. So I'm like, maybe that'll be something we stumble across this year. We just have been like, all our rovers just couldn't go over that ridge. And then like, we finally get one over the astronauts land. It's like, yeah, we, we, we play darts with those things. We throw rocks at them every other day. Like, where have you guys been? Mm. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, and obviously there's a difference between intelligent life and just plain. I mean, I don't, I, we haven't definitively answered that there's any sort of life outside of earth yet. Right. Is that correct? So I mean, we kind of, we're like we're so close. I mean, Mars and and opportunity, the the uh, the probes there. Um, uh, and if, if people haven't watched Goodnight Oppie on Amazon Prime, they really need to. It's a wonderful documentary on those early probes. Um, it's it's a it's what it made my ten best list of movies that I saw last year. But but I mean, even in that one, it's like they you know they came so close. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Well, I think Mars is one of the possibilities, but there's so many other, you know, chances of us finding life of some kind of form. Most likely what we're going to discover first is not going to be aliens and spaceships or anything like that. It's going to be microbial or and it could even be a life form of a form of life that we don't even recognize of that we've that we're familiar with it could be carbon based it could be some other you know base of life that we just we have not seen before but it could be you know inert it could be um basically even something like a fossil of some kind more than finding you know something alive i think the odds of that especially on mars is more likely and I think that's possibly the way it's going to be. But there's also now they're saying there might be, you know, traces of, you know, the right pro properties in the atmosphere of Venus of, you know, for life or even, you know, what's going on with Europa and, you know, the ocean underneath that we have not been able to pierce yet because we haven't, you know, we haven't we've landed there, but we haven't, you know, gone onto the surface yet and everything. Mm -hmm. We've sent probes. And, you know, those are plans I know that NASA has within the next 10 years that they're going to try to break the surface of Europa to try to go into the ocean there and see what's underneath. So, you know, and absolutely, you know, because when you see the cracks on Europa and everything that shows that there's volcanic, you know, activity underneath the the and underneath the ice in the ocean and it's heated. And so it's heated the oceans under there. And every time it's pierced or something, that's why you see the giant cracks because it's sealed up from, you know, the cold in space and everything because there is no atmosphere there. Right. So it's it's pretty amazing what we're seeing. And, you know, you're also seeing the building blocks of, you know, now that we have James Webb and, you know, seeing, you know, tr traces of other planets in other solar systems living in what they call the Goldilocks zones and such. So it's pretty awesome what we could be seeing there too. And yes, yeah, I've we've doing, got, I've been um, doing my homework on this one. <laughs> no, cool. And, 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 and yeah, and we've got like, my understanding is, is that we're going to have a plethora of imagery that we're going to get this year from not only James Webb telescope, but also the uh, Euclid space telescope, uh, which is more of a European agency, but uh, they are, uh, we're going to orbit the sun for six years and capture photos to create a 3D map of the universe. And that's going to blast off this year. And then the Vera Rubin Observatory in Chile is uh, due to start taking images 
2023, uh, July, actually. And it's got a special three mirror design camera containing more than just, it says 3 billion pixels of solid state detectors. So they're wow. going to be able to scan the entire Southern sky in just three nights. Um, so there's a lot of like interesting imagery that's going to come our way this year. Of course. And it's wonderful so, what so get, we can be doing with that. Get your backgrounds and screensavers ready. Thank James Webb satellite for already, I'm sorry, telescope, not satellite. Thank that, thank, thank that telescope for already starting the wave of, of cool um, desktop backgrounds. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we kind of talked, you know, a little bit about Mars. Um, of course, the big thing with Mars is Artemis. Uh, now, I understand Artemis is not scheduled to launch until 2024, but this year they're going to make some strides. They're going to name the first crew of it. They're going to, there's going to be a lot, we're going to see the progress that Artemis is being made. Um, what uh, what are you guys particularly excited about this project? Chip, we'll start with you. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm just kind of excited to see a, a program going back to the not only the idea of going to the moon, but using the moon as a stopgap, you know, the, that was the, so you go back and watch, you know, it's kind of one of those great jokes, go back and watch old 60s sci-fi. We all thought we'd be in moon colonies by now. So yeah. about maybe in another 30 years, we'll have some actual like bases on the moon and we can, you know, start looking at Mars, but it's the idea of going further than we have been outside of our, you know, essentially our gravitational well and starting to go to other planets. We haven't really ever done that in uh, in history of mankind we've gone the you know the moon is not technically another planet but we haven't really gone outside of our gravitational sphere so it'd be i'd really be interested to see that idea of us actually being on like mars or another planet and just kind of going that farther out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go ahead mike oh no i was gonna i was agreeing with chip because if you think about it mankind a human has not made it out of you know, Earth's orbit, basically, because, you know, the moon is still in Earth's orbit and man, no one, none from mankind has made it past that yet. And, you know, it's going to it's a big feat when we eventually do make it and we will make it and it will be within our lifetime, I could pretty much say, which is pretty amazing to say. And, you know, I've been hoping for this since I was a little kid. And, you know, like so much was you know, done when we were when we were little, Mike, it's hard to believe that it wasn't. I mean, yes, we should have based on what was happening in the 60s. We should have stations on the moon by now. Right. We should have like all that stuff. But instead, there was like that massive stoppage of it. And it's nice to see things get, I think, in our mind. I mean, it's been so long, as you said, that, you know, these generations that are growing up now don't even believe that we were ever there. Well, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing. And they're going to believe it. It gave me goosebumps seeing Artemis one take off. And I was up at two o'clock in the morning watching it live because this is history in the making folks. I'll be there when SpaceX shoots their first rocket into orbit. I'll be there, you know, and the, you know, the super heavy, and it's going to be amazing to see with, you know, spaceship number i think right now i think it's gonna be 30 or something that's going to be up on the super heavy rocket to go into orbit and mm -hmm. it's going to be awesome to see because i don't care for elon musk it's very well known but i love spacex and i love what they're doing and where what they have planned and it's going to be amazing to see the future is coming true and like you were saying, when we were kids, we were going to thinking it's all going to be doing. And then we had the space shuttle program, but, and they had all these plans, but, you know, then Vietnam got in the way and there was other things that didn't make space sexy anymore. And budgets went towards other things instead of the space program. And then when we had the space shuttle explode in 86, that pretty much put a halt to a lot of the plans or put a pause, I should say, on oh, a lot yeah. of the plans that NASA yeah. had and everything. And then of course this Saturday, it's the anniversary of the challenge, a challenger. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So exactly. And it was, it's amazing because I remember life magazine that year had 
our future in space. And it had all these programs that were planned, including, you know, they're saying by the end of the century, we were going to have a base on the moon by the end, you know, and at the time it was, it was all pretty much the space shuttle was going to be, you know, they were supposed to be lifting off, you know, space shuttles every other week on, down in Cape Canaveral and everything, but mm-hmm. it got all was halted back because of the challenger explosion and you know the o-rings as they said but you know and it was i knew a guy amazing. sorry i knew a guy who was in the air force at the time was supposed to be part of the air force they were supposed to have a space branch like a program that was tied to the air force in space and then literally they were asking him like well what happened to it he said challenger yeah mm-hmm. it, there was supposed to be so much because it wasn't just going to be lifting off from Cape Canaveral. It was also supposed to go from Edwards Air Force Base in California. And they were supposed to be going off, you know, multiple times a month. And it was going to be making space more affordable, making space more economical and everyday use. And it's going to, it's, there's a great TV show. It's called For All Mankind. I don't know if anyone's oh, watched it. Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't been and able to see it, but I, he- I have heard of it. It's on Apple Plus if you get a chance to see it. It's basically okay. a what-if story if the Russians had gotten to the moon first, and that pushed the United States to push their space program even further. And, you know, the f- the first two seasons is the first season's making it to the moon and setting up a base there, and then the what happens then between the political between Russia and the United States in the second season, third season is making it to Mars. It is awesome. And what happens there? And this is, it's, it's sad because some of the things were already planned and on, it's all based off of fact and stuff that was already there. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So turning the other way instead of looking into space we're going to look inside uh we're going to come back to the planet earthbound we're going to look at the micro biological level i think the other thing that's uh, that's happening that i think is the major science thing that to look forward to this year um is vaccines and the 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 what's happening with that um now unfortunately because the public interest COVID and researching it, uh, research COVID funds for that are just not there in as much as they were because people already think it's over. So, but so that, that virus continues to evolve, but they're still working on, on viruses. And what came, one thing that came out of the whole COVID thing was the deployment successfully of MRNA vaccines. And they're going to start testing uh, vaccines, those kind of vaccines for malaria, uh, tuberculosis, uh, genital herpes, um, shingles, like there's a, a whole bunch of things that they are going to attack with these new vaccines. Um, I think Pfizer and BioNTech are, are both really close to, uh, protecting us against influenza as well. Um, th- these are huge, um, advancements. And unfortunately, it came at a cost <laughs> of, of a huge pandemic. But, um, you know, where do you guys, are you guys um, excited by those? I mean, I mean, I know that vaccines, unfortunately, is one of those topics that became social and political, mm-hmm. which it, it still astounds me that that happened. And yet that's a thing. Is that is that going to continue to make this kind of research difficult, you think? I think that I think you're always going to have a political edge to it. I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily blame the pandemic for politicizing, you know, vaccines, because you go back and look at the Spanish flu outbreak and pretty much every outbreak through human history, or at least since we've been able to document it with any kind of efficacy, there have been big groups. I mean, there were, you know, big groups that got together during the Spanish flu that would be like, flu party, we're all going to get it. And it's not lethal. Anyway. Um, and not one person survived that, sadly. Enough no, that party. smacking my head for my ancestors. Um, but I, I think you're always, unfortunately, going to have a political, especially when as we're getting into RNA and new science and, you know, doing stuff that is kind of, for lack of a better term, I hate to use the word untested because it makes it sound like, oh, they've not, te- you know, they've not done this. But 
there's a very big difference between lab quality testing and what happens when you inject humans with it and mm-hmm. let us run around with it for 30 years. And so I don't, there's a lot of that that we really don't have the studies to say, oh, okay, we've had this thing for 50 years, you know, like the flu vaccine, we've now had 50, 60 years and nobody's grown a second head. So I think we can all reasonably conclude the flu vaccine is safe, but the new ones, you have that, fair enough, you have that risk of, we really don't, you know, have that long-term data. And so that makes it sound big and scary, but the simple fact is there's no way to get that data except for people to get the vaccine and people don't want to get the vaccine because we don't have the data. <laughs> it's, it's all, but it's, that's always the double-edged sword with it. But also, mm-hmm. you know, vaccines are nice, but let's search for cures for these too. But then again, a lot of, and I don't want to piss off anybody, but a lot of places, vaccines are nice, but you know, there's no money in healthy people. That's the thing. You know, let's give them it's something they have to come back every year for to patch themselves up and everything. And you know, I just read something today that they were announcing that, you know, they're going to announce that they're going to have a once a year COVID shot instead of every six months and, you know, kind of like the flu shots and everything. So it'll be very interesting to see how that comes, how that goes, because I don't want to get my flu vaccine the same time as I get a COVID vaccine. I've had friends who did that this year you know, for the six month one and they got knocked on their butts for almost a week because of that. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll put it this way. I, when the vaccine started, I, my, I will admit my, both my mother and I were very, very skeptical, but you know, we found out our neighbors around here, they got the vaccine, the original two shots and um, you know, they were all doing fine. So we decided, okay, we'll just go ahead and do it. Now the thing is, Mom's got blood pressure issues, so she's not been able to get the booster shot at all. And me, I'm a little, I'm a I'm a little leery about getting the booster because right now I think I'm starting to go through that women's time of the month after. Um, I'll just put it that way. I'm not going to go into detail, but Please, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, but um, you can contact the... Shirley at. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's for all questions the, please go it's no. the women's to, to, curse to, to follow her the, cycle you can yeah, go it's to the no, women's curse it's the women's <laughs> curse <laughs> but um i'm having a situation where i get really cold and really hot and it's like do i really want to take this booster so i'm a little skeptical but see one of the biggest problems that i keep hearing is like I get the vaccine. How come I'm getting this? It's like the vaccine won't stop you from getting no, it. It's just going to keep right. your. It's just going to keep it from getting so bad. Right. Oh yeah. That's it, what, it keeps that's, you out of the hospital. It keeps right. you from. And that's what people have to realize is the vaccine isn't a cure. It just right. helps. It helps lessen the effect. That's why, like, every year since I've been like 21, I've gotten the flu vaccine every once in a blue moon. I get the flu or I went to Dragon Con this year. I got COVID even though I got two, you know, two shots at the time mm-hmm. and it doesn't keep you from getting it. It's not a cure all. And that's what people have to realize too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was, but I was over COVID, you know, the main worst part of it after mm-hmm. what a week and everything, instead of me being in the hospital on a respirator or, you know, worse, mm-hmm you know, six feet under because, you know, I didn't get a shot, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to take that into effect folks. Yeah. Cause that, because it's it's just like the flu. I mean, just because you get the vaccine, it's not going to stop the flu from coming. No, 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 it's just so bad. And, and and Mike, your, your comment about like, oh, well, you know, we need to cure these things. It did, it did sort of spark at me because I did see where, uh, this year might actually we might actually get the first approval of uh, of because of promising results from uh, gene editing therapy uh, for um, uh, a couple of different uh, genetic blood disorders. So uh, we might be actually able to, um, you know, start screwing around with people's genes. <laughs> like talk about a genetic gene like splicing Pandora's box that I'm. <laughs> Gene uh, uh, hey, This is how the board began, wasn't it? No. <laughs> uh, uh, mess, 
Massachusetts company Vertex Pharmaceuticals is expected to apply to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in March for approval for uh, this stuff. So it's good. That's that should be interesting as well. And I understand I don't have it in front of me exactly what, but I do understand that there's there's also expected some some decent things going on in research regarding Alzheimer's that hopefully would be uh, looked at in advance this year as well. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. So, Mike, you're, Mike, muted. you're muted. <laughs> you know, usually that's a good thing. That's a that's a great thing. Maybe maybe Sorry. we shouldn't tell him. Twenty <laughs> gold. They want their joke back. <laughs> I know. Wow. Okay. No, all I was saying was it's interesting because also that goes back to the space program because a lot of the science work that they can do in orbit, in vacuum, in you know. And so it makes some of the more dangerous stuff they could do up there and that couldn't harm people down here or anything, Mm -hmm. which is interesting stuff, too. But then, you know, (laughs) what happens to the astronauts? (laughs) I've seen too many horror movies that start with that. I was going to say, has anyone seen Life? What could go wrong there? (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Um, I just okay. checked it here, and there is a uh, pharmaceutical company named uh, Eisai, uh, E-I-S-A-I, that um, has um, got some early-stage Alzheimer's. They they had a clinical trial with about a, a little a bit shy of 1,800 people that showed that it uh, slowed mental decline by 27%, um, and that's, that's pretty impressive. So... Uh, they're looking at advancing that and getting that on on board with some uh, more trials, more testing, and of course, hopefully, uh, that can be available to the public at some point as well. So, that's good stuff. Um, but, what but else? Also, Anything else? Go ahead, Mike. Oh no! All I was going to say is, you know, there's medicines and medications now that are out there that are now being used for prolonging people's lives or weight loss. Or, you know, there's a diabetic drug that a lot of people have been taking um, that, you know, you shoot into your stomach and everything uh, weekly that doctors are now prescribing for weight loss and everything, which is. Yeah, that's it. That and that's caused a huge like uh, demand for it. And a lot of diabetics can't get it now. Um, I know that's 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 unfortunate, but uh Again, you could do an entire episode on just sort of the weird history of we created this to fix X and it fixed Y and just sure. call it Viagra, the story. <laughs> every, every, everything is connected in sometimes unusual ways, right? <laughs> oh, oh, the human what, body is what, a very entertaining. What, uh, what else? Uh, Earthbound? Anything else Earthbound that you guys are excited by, science-wise? Uh, Chip, you got anything else that uh, is you're excited by that you're looking at this year? Uh, there was the well, this is one from the end of last year, the uh, Tonga eruption, the the volcanic you know eruption we had near the end of last year. Mm-hmm. That was a mm-hmm. a that was definitely a doozy. I think I was got an article. It was a uh, where was it? Volcanic issue, it's not. These early eruptions suggested a massive explosion of cable producing roughly every thousand years. So basically we had a, you know, sort of once another, for my millennials, that joke, once in a generation event with this volcano happening back in November. So that's another little earthbound, interesting science story that was happening. And, that, you know, as I recall, I think that was what that grounded, what, half the flights. Mm-hmm. Aside. Almost as much as the weather. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's interesting, too, because, you know, the wet, let's hop into it, because that's where the earthquake ties into a lot of stuff that's just been going on, not just here in the United States, but all around the world with the weather Mm -hmm. has been crazy. And think, think about this. Europe right now, it's too warm to even ski. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I I think the other thing too regarding the weather is that we're still, still trying to convince governments that climate change is a thing, right? Well, it's like the U.S. That's, like, that's not debatable. It is a thing, right? It's well, it, science, it's, right? 
Oh, exactly. The worst mistake they made was by calling it global warming. And, you know, because if they should have called it climate change right from the start, because that's what it is, because there's places where it's been colder than it's ever been in the world. It's been drier in places that's usually very wet and or it's been raining like all cats and dogs and all get out because of climate change. And you are starting to see the sea levels starting to go up because of the rise of the ice, the ice caps melting or the glaciers. And it's, you know, stuff you would, they were predicting would take hundreds of years is taking a decade instead. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, um, you know, traditional tornado alley is supposed to be in the plains. Well, I'm reading up in a few articles that, it's actually beginning to shift away from the plains and into the Southeast, basically. It's, it's changing. And it's interesting because in, you know, the past you would not get tornadoes in the South in January or in everything. And now it's, you know, almost commonplace. Yeah. Because it, basically they, they say for us, our tornado season is, is um, March through May, and then you have another one, November and December. It's like, screw it. It's just November through May. One season, done. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, some good news, I will say, that I was speaking this ties into another article that I had found. So there's some good news to this story, which is that uh, the government recently, or there was a, there is a climate bill in the works that will drop the uh, U.S. by a 40% cut in U.S. emissions. And so that's, you know, some good news. Well, and I think, I think, yes, and I think that's also happening. Um, one of the byproducts of everything that's going on with the Ukraine is that there's shortages and high cost of fossil fuels and transportation of which everything is more expensive, right? So we're looking, I think you're seeing people actually look for like legitimate people and companies looking for alternates to fossil fuels, which is a good thing. Um, I have to admit, I think that it was, it made it was like to me, the most powerful indicator was that my parents, uh, who are pretty much conservative, I must say, have decided to get a, uh, solar paneling on their roof. And I was like, oh my God, like if that's happening, then, then, then there's, there's hope for us all. No, and that's the interesting thing. You know, you're start still seeing the push towards more electrical vehicles, but you're also getting some politicians who are, are going anti, you know, electrical vehicles. I think it was, what was it? Wyoming is, um, you know, pushing, you know, that people with electrical vehicles are going to have to pay extra instead of less because they're, because they have an oil industry out there and they don't want to see it disappear. It's they're basically holding on grasping at straws right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'll fully admit it, you know, Judy and I were looking to get a new car and we were looking possibly at an electric vehicle, but most electric vehicles right now only get about a range of 250 miles. And then you have to, get uh, your battery recharged and there's mm-hmm. not enough stations right now where you right. can do it. So if I'm say I'm driving up, like say up 85 or 95 up the main corridors. Yeah. There's, there's places to get them charged. But if I go on a road trip and I go up to the mountains, say, or I go right. to, you know, go to the beach or something like that and go in more rural areas, you're not going to find electrical electric stations mm-hmm. to do that. And you're stranded if that's the case. And yeah, that, especially, especially like in, I know the Target parking lot has like one, um, like one charging station, like you'd be like any vehicle. All the rest of them are Teslas. Well, charging mm-hmm. stations. The Teslas ones, at least you can use an adapter, I think, to be able mm-hmm. to, to put it into like, say, a Nissan or, another you know like a leaf or one of the other ones but we were looking at a what a toyota highlander and but we were they don't have electric versions of those but they have hybrid versions of them but right now the demand is so high there's at least a seven to eight month 
wait to get them in because also the shortages. And well, that's um, there is actually another risk with that. I've read, I've seen some articles that said that we now are running the risk. You know, it's always sort of the catch twenty two that now the materials that go into the batteries are starting to cause you know mining issues because you have to dig those out of the ground. So there's a whole other you know just you know kind of we can't have anything nice kind of situation that we're starting mm-hmm. to. But I would also say that I think electric cars are going to kind of follow the DVD and the Blu-ray model that you give it another 10 years at most. You're going to see the price drop nosedive because everybody's going to have them and every company is going to have, you know, sort of like buying a Blu-ray player at the height of their, you know, give it another 10 years, they're going to nosedive. Oh, exactly. Oh, very much so, especially as more it becomes more and more commonplace, but also the you know, the local governments and such have to be prepared to be able to take the strain of all these electric vehicles charging on the grids and everything too. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest drawback because we've already got a sensitive grid because you guys have probably heard some of the powers, some power stations have gotten attacked, literally. Oh, out in Washington mm-hmm. State and such. And North Ever. Carolina also. Yeah. North County, North Carolina, same problem. So, I mean, it's it's just a situation, I mean, people like, we got to get away from this, like, yeah, we got to get away from fossil fuels, but that takes time. That's the catch. People are like, we got to do this now, 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 now. Like, wait a second. You know, I mean, it did, I mean, Texas didn't go, West Texas didn't go from oil, oil wells to um, windmills overnight. Yeah, they, so. they didn't? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it took a long time because I I drove through West Texas in 2016 and saw all those. Um, yeah, because there was no money in windmills. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I saw those wind try, turbines. Try, so. try getting rid of those uh, oil rigs. That's that's that that's yeah, that's going to be very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so coming to a close, there's one story that really stood out for me though, and I have to mention it right before we go because it's just so weird. But it apparently, um, uh, physicists now, there's a theory that just came out that uh, by switching time to three dimensions and space to one, uh, physicists suggest surpassing the speed of light is now possible without breaking any physics laws. Now, this is kind of beyond me as far as uh, the science of it, because we're talking about like Einstein level, like possibility. thought processes here but um yeah it looks like i mean they're they're now theorizing that yes it is possible to not only go the speed of light but pass the speed of light uh chip i have to ask you like is what do you think of that i think that is a that is i haven't actually read the article so i'd have to go back and read what their actual statement is but of course the issue that we always you know for me is like well we can break the speed of light. That's great in terms of travel, but then you get into that gets into a whole separate level of relativism and time dilation and all of that. Wibbly wobbly, you know, to borrow phrase, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff that you get into with uh, when you get to the speed of light. But that would be if they could actually crack the speed of light. That would be break, literally finding a way around one of the like fundamental hardline laws that we have in physics that we can't go faster than that so like yeah we can that's a holy crap moment for every physicist out there going (laughs) yeah there's a physician in in the university of warsaw in poland that says quote there is no fundamental reason why observers moving in relation to the described physical systems with speeds greater than the speed of light should not be subject to it um and exactly what that means uh, I don't know. It just says that uh, objects may well be able to go faster than light without completely breaking down our law, our current laws of physics. Uh, I mean, that seems, like I said, beyond me, it seems like something that, you know, we'll see in the next maybe Christopher Nolan movie. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> After Oppenheimer, he's going to like tackle this sort of thing. I don't know. But uh, I did. Uh, I did think it was just wacky and weird and, and uh something of note as well so uh you know without without going to the speed of light and stopping and breaking the universe uh i think uh i think unfortunately we run out of time here there's no way to expand our time here to talk about science 
So uh, thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. And um, we'll be right back to close out the show. Hi, this is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box Office Buzz. I'm excited because the closer we get to February, the more new movies and theaters we have to talk about. Things are picking back up again. So while we wait until um, the new Ant-Man movie, we've got a couple others coming out soon. The first of these is a comedy called 80 for Brady about a group of best friends who decide that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I do think it's interesting that this film centers around Tom Brady, who has become somewhat complicated of a public figure recently, and we're just going to leave it at that. But the cast does look fun. Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Marino, and Sally Field. So those four would be the reason that I would want to watch this movie. And again, just because Hollywood's kind of history with ageism and not giving enough roles for actresses over a certain age. So I think it's good to see these type of movies. Hopefully it'll be fun. I probably won't go check it out in theaters, but it's one that if I see it on streaming, I'll probably give it a watch. I'm also intrigued by the horror thriller Knock at a Cabin about a family who is obviously going to stay at a cabin and then receives these strange visitors who offer them a terrible choice that will enable them to prevent the apocalypse. This is kind of one of those movies, I think, with a slightly ridiculous premise, but could be really intriguing if done well. It looks really scary and intense, but I saw the trailer and gotta admit, the mystery kind of hooked me and I would maybe kind of want to see how this turns out. Don't know if I'll see that in the theater, but that might be another one I hit on streaming. And that's it for this week's Box Office Buzz. If you're looking for more entertainment-related content, be sure to go check out my blog over on the ESO Podcast website. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. Hey everybody, Michelle here with an iconic rock talk show moment. Dolly Parton promised that she would earn her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction by making a rock and roll album, which is doing it backwards, but that's okay. And being Dolly, she has wasted no time in making good on this promise. She says the album will include classic tracks, including Freebird, Purple Rain, Stairway to Heaven, which she has done live before, and Satisfaction. And she's bringing in some big, big names to help her out. There have been pictures already on social media of her recording with Stevie Nicks. She's also calling on Brandi Carlisle, John Fogarty, Pink, Steve Perry, Steven Tyler, and many more. When Dolly runs out the old Dolly signal, they'll come running. I wonder if that signal is a little butterfly. It'd be appropriate. The Songwriters Hall of Fame has announced its 2023 class, and it includes Jeff Lynne of ELO, Sade Adu, lead singer of the band Sade, Snoop Dogg, Gloria Estefan, Glenn Ballard, who collaborated with Alanis Morissette, Teddy Riley, and Liz Rose, who collaborates with Taylor Swift. And in Journey lawsuit news, I know you rely on me. Um, to, to keep an eye on this for you and bring you all the latest developments in Journey Lawsuit News. As you remember, Neil Sean sued Jonathan Cain for blocking his access to the band credit card. He and Jonathan Cain are in a 50-50 partnership in this venture that owns the credit card. So Jonathan Cain could potentially be personally liable. Cain has countersued, saying that Neil Sean ran up a million dollars of expenses and 400 thousand of that just coming in one one month, deeply hurting the band's liquidity. Bring, bring out your popcorn, folks. Uh, the band is still scheduled to tour very soon. They won't have Greg Raleigh with them, but they are scheduled to go out. Uh, this could be a very interesting situation. Again, start that popcorn. This has been the Iconic Rock Talk Show moment. Check out the blog at iconicrocktalkshow.wordpress.com. I've put out my guesses for this year's nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We'll catch you next time. 
So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank our guests for being here. Chip, thank you as always, my friend. Thanks for having me, guys. Anything you want to shout out about, sir? Um, you know, since we're on the science, I'll go with the TV show shout out, which is if you haven't watched The Last of Us, I saw the first episode last week. Mm. Haven't gotten a chance to watch the second episode. I'll the only thing I'll say about it, because I don't want to spoil anything, because this is a really good setup, is it gives me first episode Game of Thrones vibes in the sense that there's a really good mystery, there's a really good plot going. So you've got a good story. I like I said, never played the game, so I have I have what knowledge I can get from nerd osmosis. But I haven't I, played I, either. Yeah. So I know the general I know the general plot before going in, but I, I actually really recommend the show so far. Um, my non-TV or movie rec- uh, shout-out um, is my wife, uh, her Instagram handle, uh, My Crazy Nerdy Life. She's got trying to, you know, she's got posting a lot about cosplay. She's she's building right now. She's working on a um, Edwardian Beetlejuice, and that's all I'm going to say because there's not really wow. a better way to explain it than yeah. that. Okay, I'm impressed with that already. Yeah, that is... <laughs> She's she's got the most of it going. She's working on it right now, so we're we've we've got some real good. Um, she's got some big cosplays in the works that she's working on right now. So, you know, that's awesome. Cool. And, I, and Shirley, thank you as always. It's good to see you up here on Earth Station One. Yeah, and so. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make my shout out plug the show I do anyway. Um, I do a I do a show on YouTube called Beyond the Airwaves, uh, leveling up. And it's coming up in about an hour on my end, but that is, and, <laughs> and, um, you know, we, you know, we talk about, we do different themes like, you know, tonight it's Money Mayhem. We do stories, tune in Tuesday, new releases, Thursday, trivia night, Friday, we try to play Among Us if the game doesn't crash on us first. <laughs> so, that's but, awesome. um, yeah, and also, um, two of us do a little bit of gaming ourselves. Um, a resident joker. Uh, he does. He'll do various games like Spyro or uh, Persona Five, and I basically do Duel Links, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. <laughs> oh, that's but, great! Um, awesome. And how can yeah, people but, find it? Um, uh, you um, just look for us on YouTube. Uh, we're no, we're simply called Beyond the Airwaves. And follow the link in our show notes. <gasps> yes, no, of course. That's very. <laughs> Very cool. And it's great to have you both up here. And folks, there's so much science going on right now. We haven't even touched the surface of it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's going to be a ton of fun to find out what's going to be happening. And we'll, we'll be back in a couple months probably to talk about the next big things. <laughs> and we'll, I'm sure we'll have tons more to even talk about. So you know what? As always, look at science. Science. Thank you. Why name is science? Exactly. So we come, you know, we'll come to you and go, good news, everyone. So it's awesome. <laughs> no, no, hopefully, if you come to me, hopefully. I'm going that way. <laughs> like, I'll I'll get, watch too I'll much get... drama to ever believe that. <laughs> like, like the opening in Bill Nye the Science Guy, science rules. <laughs> See, my scientist growing up was Beekman, so it's okay. So it's good. <laughs> All right, Mr. Mike, we've made it through another one, my friend. We have, and it's always, it's my pleasure. Anything you're going to shout out about, sir? Uh, I do. As you alluded to earlier, uh, I spent the weekend at a uh, at the Atlanta Tiki Weekend. It's held annually here in downtown Atlanta at the Sheridan. It's called Inuhele, which uh, for those people who don't know Polynesian or Hawaiian, it means drinking journey. Uh, it's the first time I've got a chance to do it in a couple of years, you know, with the pandemic. And last year, I, I just couldn't have, uh, get it. Uh, I was sick and all that. So anyway, but it was great to hang out with uh, familiar faces. There was a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while. And that was great to to hook up again with them. Some new faces, which is always great. It's a small show, but uh, very, very passionate people. Um, I have to give big props, mahalo mucho to Jonathan, Allison, Matt, the rest of the volunteers. Uh, they had great musicians, surf bands, uh, Joel Beaver band was there, played really well. It was fun watching all that. Uh, a lot of my fellow artists and vendors. And of course, all the attendees that were there stopped by the table said howdy, aloha, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was very much a cool thing to do, and uh, I uh, I appreciate uh, the weekend, and uh, I can't wait to do it again in 2024. You look like you were having a blast, my friend. Definitely do. It was fun. Okay. Uh, a couple things I'm going to shout out about real quick. 
as always, we're very happy to hear from you guys here. And you know what? Our podcast is coming back again. That's right. It is coming back. The Dragon Con Report is back, folks. That's right. As of this week, it is going to be, we're doing a live recording. So this will be out already by, you know, by the time we're done recording that one. So, you know, look for it wherever you listen to find podcasts or videos, because there is a YouTube channel for the Dragon Town Report. So definitely mm-hmm. check that out. Subscribe if you get a chance. And, you know, it's going to be Mike, Darren, Jen, and we have a new co-host. It'll be very cool to see who it is. So. Mm, so watch that space mystery but, host exactly mystery host that's what we're going to call him for the whole episode or her <laughs> but no i don't think think he or she would like that too much but it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna have a great thing and you know dragon con is only nine months away folks you know it's gonna be here sooner than you think get your cosplay going folks as we like to say so, and I think we might have mentioned it already, but we have gotten official word. We are going to be at Pensacon. That's right. Earth Station Woo-hoo. One and Earth Station Who is going to be at Pensacon. And we're going to be doing three panels uh, at Pensacon. We are going to be doing a Sandman panel. We are going to be doing a Doctor Who panel. And we're going to be doing an intro to podcasting panel. And we're going to have a few friends joining us for it. It should be a ton of fun to do. And we're excited to go to Pensacon. It's going to be our first time going to this convention. And Mm -hmm. our friend Mark Maddox has always been raving about this one. So it should be a ton of fun to do. And we're going to be staying right on the ocean. So, hey, you know, we we can just have fun (laughs) there. Well, technically the Gulf of Mexico, but I know. But to us in Georgia, it's the ocean, man. So it's cool. So it should be a ton of fun. So thank you, as always, for joining. Join us about our next episode. We are going to be looking at, you ready for this? Bobby Nash. That's right. Bobby Nash is going to be joining us. We haven't had him up on the station for a while. And you know what? It's time to catch up with him and see what he's been up to. So good old Bobby's going to be joining us. And we're going to just be sitting around chatting about what we've been watching, what we've been you know what he's been working on what we we've got what movies we want what books he's been reading cuz it seems like he gets something new in the mail every day that he shows up on Facebook hey look what mm. this is what the mail delivered for me and new graphic novels and new toys it's pretty cool and it's always great to just catch up with Bobby so it's pretty cool with that so it's awesome with that and you know what we definitely would love to hear from you guys as always, you know, if you want to write us, please write us at feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you can find EarthStation One wherever fine podcasts are found. And now EarthStation One can be found in video format. That's right, folks. We are up on YouTube. Please tell all your friends about us. And you know what? Like and subscribe, as we always like to say. Please, please, please. We would really appreciate it. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Mr. Chip Johnson and Ms. Shirley Burton. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay safe. Hug your loved ones. Try to stay warm where you, or if it's hot there, try to cool down. You know, as we like to say, it's global warming, folks. Okay. <laughs> but it should be a ton of fun. Just stay safe and stay curious into the unknown. Science! We'll see you next time. Bye. And we're done. Bye. Bye. See ya. Ciao. <laughs> You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Tee Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store. 
which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.